Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. So, Brad, we got some extra Bob Iger news this week. Um, he has extended his contract another two years, meaning he will be CEO of the Walt Disney Company until 2026. In a move that is really like surprising nobody, right? Yeah. yeah. Once, once his, once his heir apparent was suddenly not at the company anymore. I feel like we all kind of knew, oh, so they don't really have a plan right now. I did think the only the only part of this I found humorous was he came on, you know, and during during interviews, he was like, I talked to my wife. We both decided together two years, you know, get the get the company back on track. That was enough time to do everything. She agreed. You know, we like he was talking like this was some big discussion he and his wife had. And like they were amicable and stuff, and like I, I was just sitting when I saw this going. I cannot even imagine the dump truck of money that they're going to pull up to his house to get him to do this. Now that we know that his wife was like one, two years is enough, right? Yeah, guys. I mean, I can stay on a little bit longer if you need, but you've got to convince her. Yeah. So. But I'm this is kind of hilarious, you know, I mean, knowing that the CFO, I cannot remember her name, but the woman who was to be the new CEO, she was the CFO, um, knowing that that was, you know, that looked like that was the the way they were going and to see her leave and then immediately they say, yeah, and Bob's going to be here another two years. Like, it's kind of funny. Um and uh, but I I am happy that he's going to stay until another uh you know successor can be found and and trained because I feel like given the the past whatever you know five years that's really the only way they're going to have a solid plan for the future is to to have a CEO who has a, you know, hopefully Iger's got a plan now and have a CEO who has a plan train up a CEO on the plan um, is hopefully, you know, the way we're going and and hopefully we'll we'll turn out okay. Yeah, I sure hope that's the case. But at the same time, I look at this and go, is it that difficult to find somebody to take this job? And if it is, why is it that difficult to get somebody to take this job? And I definitely do not understand well corporate America. So I'm clearly not the person to ask about this, but it feels like they should be able to get somebody in for this. It just seems like I think I, I feel like the difficulty now with someone who's not already high up in the company, like your CFO is it it's scary it feels scary it's a lot of hate you know coming from the people that ostensibly love your company and i've i i think i would be a little intimidated to do it like oh man all these people are really really angry you know about what's been happening and 
I, yeah, I don't know if I would want to be the one to, to succeed the man who everyone was so excited to have back. You know, Iger left, JPEG sucked. Iger came back as a hero. And so you're not only succeeding someone who has fairly successfully, I mean, very successfully climbed the ranks in the Disney company and then fairly successfully led the Disney company, but he's also a hero of legend at this point. To succeed him would be intimidating. So I think I can see why they might have trouble finding someone to do it who's not already in the company. Um, But apparently it is also not very attractive to people who are in the company. Yeah, I just, I feel like at this point there's a clock on Iger. And when I say that, I mean, you you just mentioned that he is the stuff of legend because he came back a hero to right the ship after everything, right? Right. But the stock still doesn't look great, you know, and they're bleeding Disney Plus subscribers and trying to find cost-cutting measures and stuff. If I'm him, I kind of want to get out before I have time to tarnish my white hat. Yeah. Right? To to dirt to sully my heroic image. But I think that that is precisely what is going to get someone to come on. Once they find an heir apparent who they want, what they can now say to them is, hey, look, Bob's going to take all the L's, okay? Like, he's going to go in and he's going to make a lot of unpopular opinions. We're going to give him $50 million a year, but he's going to give out all these bad... He's going to do all these bad things for you, person who is going to follow him. And then you can come in and follow through with those things, but you'll just be the one who's, you know, maintaining the status quo. I think with him staying another two years, that at least gives them the option to say, like, look, you're not going to have to be the one who makes these bad choices, but you're going to come up, you know, you're going to listen and learn how to do this from the guy who, like we said with Chapek, was going to be the, you know, whipping boy. Iger now has to be that. And he's got to do the hard things so that the next CEO can have an easier time. I don't know, but that that's just what it feels like they could do and, and maybe make it a little more attractive for the next person. Yeah. I guess at the end of the day, it's all about how big the, the dump truck is as to what you're willing to have done to your legacy. But I don't, I don't know that it's going to go that smoothly, but we will, we will see all that we know for sure is at least there shouldn't be major shakeups for a little bit here. And I think this is, I think this is a pretty clear indication that is not going to go that smoothly, that there will be, you know, there will be blood, you know, like something bad is going to happen. You mean like they'll continue to raise Disney plus pricing and move (laughs) more people to the ad tier yeah aka exactly what what Iger said the last call but again speaking speaking of those unpopular things Mm -hmm. that maybe start turning you from a hero to to not so hero but he's got to do it he's the only one who can and that dump truck just keeps on coming so he's not the hero 
we we need, but he's the hero we deserve or whatever. <laughs> he's the hero that the shareholders <laughs> want. There you go. There you go. And at the end of the day, isn't that what who really matters? That's what's important. Um, another another thing we we saw this week, uh, Mears Connect, the replacement for Disney's Magical Express, um, and I mean replacement in l- airport location only because nothing can ever replace DME, and Sunshine Flyer, which is basically the same thing as Mears Connect, uh, have joined forces because who'd have guessed it? This is a hard place to make money. Yeah. So how? how do you think that this, how do you think this is actually going down? Because the new venture will be called what mirrors connect driven by sunshine. Yes. So you get both names in there. Yeah. I'm, I mean, maybe this is a legit partnership because I don't see why mirrors would bother keeping the name sunshine. I, I would assume that the buses like they want the buses and the buses say sunshine flyer on them. And what's cheaper just putting the name, the word sunshine in the new name or like putting new livery on all the buses. Like maybe in 10 years when the, when the buses start looking bad, they just reskin them as mirrors connect buses and take the sunshine out. But this, that seems like a name of opportunity or a name of convenience and not necessarily like, well, we got to get both names in there, obviously. Yeah, maybe so. And then also, I guess there's possibly something to the whole going with the the train, because I think we both talked about how that was kind of a fun idea. Yeah, I think it's great. That, that Sunshine Flyer was doing. So maybe Mirrors is going to keep, I don't know. I think all I think, that I know is some competition just went away. And so we I'm wondering if we're going to see a change in the race to the bottom that it kind of felt like we were having yeah. with that transportation method. I I see this as it's a win for Mears because Mears gets more buses. And it's a win for Sunshine Flyer because they get the Mears location. A couple friends of mine did Sunshine Flyer and their only literally their only complaint was they had to go to a completely different airport terminal. They had to go get their bags, go to the main you know area, get their bags, go on another uh, monorail thing in the airport to another terminal to get on the Sunshine Flyer bus. And they said that was the only bad part. They said the, the bus driver guy was great. They waited 10 minutes to get on the bus, another 15 minutes on the bus, and then they were off. They were at Fort Wilderness like an hour and a half after they got, you know, got to the Sunshine Flyer station. Like, it wasn't that bad. And they did it when it was $15 per adult. So they really didn't care because it was more or less free. Um, But they said that the location was the only bad part. So this seems like a win for Sunshine Flyer because they can give up that bad location or keep it as a second location but they don't have to explain to people, yeah, you have to go to, you know, this weird spot in the airport when they can just say, yeah, go to, you know, the the place where the Mears, Mears Connect is. And they've already got all the Mears Connect signage in the airport and stuff. So this feels like a win-win. It stinks that the the competition's gone and maybe Mears bought them just so they could get them to stop charging $15 one way for adults and free for children because that's 
untenable, it would seem, but I don't know. Yeah, I I somewhat wonder if the the funding for that, you know, dried up and this is the the end result of that. Though now they have more buses, maybe Mirrors can reintroduce that whole twenty minute guarantee. Remember back that when they first started? Yes. How they said Within 20 minutes of arriving at the reception area, you'll be on the way to your resort. And we both said there's no way they can do that. And strangely, <laughs> there was no way they could do that. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, so that that's going to happen. Um, I, I don't honestly, I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing. Less competition is, is a bad thing, but I think these are two companies that we're probably scraping by and this will at least help have one way to get to Disney world, you know, another way aside from Lyft or a taxi or something. So I don't know if they had to do this to stay afloat. I'm okay with it. Well, and we talk about it as though it was a race to the bottom where sunshine was the one pushing, but at the same time mirrors is huge. Yes. So it's very possible that Mears was maybe the one who was pushing the pricing where it was and Sunshine was just trying to keep the buses full and you know I again we don't we don't know what happened That's true. Mears is a is a huge transportation conglomerate in Florida and Sunshine Flyer is a little startup that has some buses that look like trains. So I all that I'm saying is if you're looking to use that transportation method i would go ahead and book it now yeah because i have this weird feeling that the pricing will maybe not stay where it is currently it's going to increase I, I, could, I could be totally wrong about that but i've i've got a feeling i think you might be right and and we'll see where it goes the last thing that that we've got here is the uh journey of water is it is it called Journey of Water inspired by Moana? That is a, a weird name. Anyway, the uh, the Journey of Water inspired by Moana at Epcot has started cast previews, and or it will start on July twenty fifth. And uh, I don't know it it looks from what I the pictures that that we've seen and everything. It actually looks like it's you know maybe kind of a cool little area. I don't really know. I don't really know, you know, exactly what the the journey of water will be. I guess we'll see when cast member previews start. But um, anything that leans toward fungicational at Epcot, I'm kind of for because uh, that's my favorite part about Epcot is the the mildly educational stuff living with the land. Um, so I'm I, I'm I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing what the what the journey of water is all about. Because it, it looks it looks at least novel. Yeah, I think the I think Jawibum, you know, Journey of Water, inspired by <laughs> Moana, Jawibum is is going You heard it to, here first, folks. Jawibum. Right, is is a great thing because like you said, it it harkens back to the whole we're we're gonna do something fun and we're gonna teach you something at the same time. And anything they can do in Epcot where that happens I am a hundred and ten percent behind. Yep. And if there's IPification to it, that's that's totally fine. Because we're still doing the whole the whole 
educational thing. So and it I, at least makes sense. It's not like Journey of Water, you know, inspired by uh, the robot from Meet the Robinsons. You know, Journey of Water inspired by the Home on the Range. Yeah, right. Something like that. It's at least Moana, which is uh, spoiler alert. A very water-heavy movie. Journey of Water inspired by Hades from Disney's Hercules. There you go. This dude is Man. constantly trying to get away from the water. But I but I do kinda wanna I do kinda wanna see that though. He would do it, dude. I've I've read articles about um James Woods. He loves playing that character. Every time he's like Pat Carroll, every time you've seen Hades in a video game, in a TV show, in a commercial, anywhere, that's him. He he has done it. He loves playing that character. He would do it. Yeah, but again, still still would be a bit of a reach. But the regardless, Moana, it would be a bit. I don't know whatever that thing is called. Jawibum. The journey of water. Jawibum. There we go. Is that sounds like something that the people loading you onto Navi River Journey would say as you depart, as you disembark? Maybe that's what they should say to you as you enter. Jawibum. And then as you leave, Jawibum. Yeah. It's like aloha. It means both hello and goodbye. I agree. But it's it it is done, it is ready, and cast previews are starting, which is great. And now the question just becomes when will it open to the general public? Yeah. Which I hope is is sooner rather than later. Honestly, this is the this is the sort of thing where I'm like, it's not an attraction, right? It's just an area to walk through. Right. Yeah. So why does it need a cast preview? Well, I think the cast preview to me the cast preview is marketing. I think they're gonna just show people in it, but you can't. Can you open Journey of Water when? future world is still Walcott. I feel like you have to wait until everything else is done to open that. Or do you think they'll no, just move the walls not. and carve out a, an area for it? Yeah, they've got to, they've got to carve out an area because otherwise the cast previews are way too early. You think? Okay. Yeah. I cast previews usually come pretty close. So you've got cast previews, then pass holder previews, then general availability, which if they do pass holder previews of this, that's going to be so wild. <laughs> but I I don't know. At the same time, they may do it just to, you know, so that you can say, hey, being a pass holder does give me this benefit or something. Yeah, I don't it's one know. more it's, one more thing for them to put on the on the spreadsheet. Yeah. Cast member preview is just a weird thing to me for something like this. But, you know, it makes sense to somebody so I'm just I'm just wondering, do you think, given that we've got cast holder previews happening, what, end of July, beginning of August, will we see this attraction or attraction um, experience? Yeah, Is this that area. We, yeah. Will we see it open prior to or on October 1st? Because October 1st will be Epcot's, you know, birthday. And having something new to open to say as part of as part of the festivities, we're now opening this new area is definitely a thing. But also that would be that also feels like a long time to wait to me. Yeah. For something that is 
like you said, done already. And people know it's done. Well, and and honest, like again, let's let's all be a hundred percent clear. Hundred and ten percent a fan of this, but yeah. to hang your, it's our birthday and we're opening this brand new experience and here's Jawibum. Maybe not gonna be enough to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like maybe that's putting a little bit too much on it. Well, and that. Uh, that leans on the disappointment we've had in uh and i say disapp- i'm i'm saying disappointment but just understand when i when i when i say this you'll know what i mean the disappointment in tron they've hung their hat on it as a massive e-ticket thing and it looks beautiful and it's very impressive but when you actually ride it and it's very very short and maybe not as impressive a a an experience as it looks like it's going to be it's kind of that thing where the hype cycle gets too big yeah we're not saying you're not saying it's bad you're just saying it couldn't live up to the hype cycle that was created because it took so long to to build and i think on a much smaller scale obviously than Tron, if you hang your hat on, like you're saying, Journey of Water and wait, uh, you know, six months or whatever to open it or a year to wait for Epcot to be done. um, Yeah, then it comes out and everyone's like, oh, wow, yeah, okay, this is what we were waiting for, huh? (laughs) And, and And it's disappointing. And yeah, I think you're right. I think they don't want that. And so maybe they do just carve out a wall in the, in the little, you know, strip mall that is future world right now. And they just have this little, this little area open. I, I see no problem with that. I just maybe wish they didn't have to do that. I know that they won't do, do this, but this is the sort of thing that I would almost like them to just quiet open. It's just, you show up at Epcot one day and it's there and the walls are down and it's just there to do. Right. And yeah. then everybody starts covering it and Disney's like, Oh yeah, we opened that new thing, you know, but they don't, you and don't people make are a excited. big kerfuffle about That's it. That's a great idea because people, people are stoked. They walk in and unexpectedly go, Oh my gosh, it's here. And they get to experience it. And yeah, that creates a different kind of hype cycle that creates a, a genuine, I'm shocked that this is here hype cycle. And I think that's the better kind really. And by the way, I realize there is no way that can happen, but I'd kind of like to see it happen. Yeah. But either, either way I'm, I'm ready for Joe of to be open and I'm kind of liking this because, you know, I've got my trip planned in October and it's seeming like I should be able to experience it by then. I sure, like I said, I feel like October 1st is the absolute latest that they can open this thing unless they, you know, open it for cast previews and they find out that Jim Bob accidentally hooked up the hot water spigot to everything (laughs) and suddenly it starts burning people's faces off or something. Scalding all the children. Or, Or they find a, you know, or they find out that they've built it on top of another one of those infamous, uh, Epcot sinkholes. Oh Yeah. And suddenly it becomes half of Jawabum. Then the journey of water is just down. Dude, wait. <laughs> journey to the this center is... of the earth of water. Exactly. <laughs> this is the this is finally you, we have talked so much 
about how much better Tokyo is than than Florida. And this is the chance for the crossover that they've been looking for. The journey of water to the center of the earth. Yeah. Come on. I man, it's it writes itself, guys. You just you just have to have uh what was it that what was it they used when they removed the uh the headphone jack? Courage. The courage. <laughs> you just have to have the courage to do what needs to be done, Disney. I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. And you can visit us on the web at MissingTheMouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day. Bye.